Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. Hi! <laughs> so we are back again this week to talk more about Lord of the Rings. And this week we thought we would focus in on symbols a little bit and kind of talking about the use of symbols in the story and um, what works in that and what we can learn from it. Yeah, and and I think that we've talked about how epic this story is and how many themes are at play. And I think the use of them, like the use of the symbols helps us kind of connect the idea with the meaning mm. in in real and tangible ways. Yeah. Especially, it is called Lord of the Rings, so do you want to start with the idea of the ring, of how yeah. the ring really does kind of represent that striving after power, striving after control, striving after being able to have everything that you want, but it's really at the detriment of everyone else. Yeah. Well, there's lots of stories, I think, that have that as a theme, but when you have something tangible um, that you can connect to that theme, it just makes it so much stronger. Like, there's a clear, there's a clarity to it. Yes. Maybe, you know, um, you don't have to guess almost, you know, like as the reader, you're not like, there's, it's not abstract, it's very concrete, and it gives you this very concrete understanding of, of what the characters are striving for, and what's at risk in that striving, and, um... Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting and unique choice. Yes, and I think it also kind of helps us understand as each character interacts with it, yes. like you their relation to it yeah. by what it is they do. Yeah. And there's a lot of clarity around then, as you said, not abstract, when someone is tempted by the ring or someone attempts to take it or someone doesn't or someone's striving to get close to it to be able to take it you really understand what's driving those characters in a way that is super clear super you almost have that clarity of knowing like who to root for as well in something that is would otherwise be a little bit convoluted i think or muddy it completely makes that clear and it even makes the ultimate what they're attempting to do yes. clear yes that we yeah, are well, in we favor know of what it. Looks like, <laughs> yes. right? from the very beginning yes. right? like we know that that success looks like the ring being destroyed yes right yes. and so like everything else kind of like there's other victories and fights and you know things but but we know what we're striving for is the ring being destroyed. So there's yes. a very clear, like, motivating drive, a very mm-hmm. clear want, a very clear stakes. Like, if the ring isn't destroyed, it's going to fall into the wrong hands. Yes. Um, and that has clear consequences. And I think so often, I read so many things where the want, the motivation, the goal, the stakes are not clear. Like, yes. we don't know what, like, what we're wanting yes. or what we're waiting for, you know, like, <laughs> We don't know what the character runs. We don't know. The, there's no clarity about um, what we are hoping would happen and what yes. we are fearing won't happen. And I think those are really important to good storytelling. Like when you have those things and the reader knows right from the beginning, I want this to happen and I don't want that to happen. Here's the stakes. Here's the want. 
it just drives the story forward as a, as a reader or consumer of any kind of entertainment it gets you so much more invested yes. because you have something to hope for something to root for something to fear absolutely and as you talk about the thing to fear we have Gollum yes. which is amazing like from the beginning we have Gollum as this is what happens yeah. if Frodo is overcome yes. by the ring and so not only are you worried yeah. That they won't make it. Mm-hmm. You're worried about him as a character as well, of what yeah. it's doing to him. And, and as a personal mm. stake as, as well as the global stake. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they do such a great job of walking you forward with Frodo as things change for him and his internal world. And even when he uses the ring, you understand the situations in which they incur. Mm-hmm. But every time you're like, don't do that. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> Be- because there is that you you know like even before he knows and realizes that like there's a part part way through where he starts looking at Gollum and realizes and he has sympathy or empathy for Gollum in a way that he never had before there's that conversation about you know it was a pity that Bilbo didn't kill him yeah. and you know Gandalf says you know pity it was a pity he didn't you know that that kept him from that action but then you get to this part where he's like now that I see him I do pity him because he understands and that's powerful having the stakes in that clear clear way absolutely and that also play play out sometimes Mm -hmm. into our fear Mm -hmm. And those moments as we see that change yeah. are so powerful. Well, each time it happens, it raises the stakes, yes, right? Like absolutely. each time it happens, we're getting closer and closer to that thing we don't want to happen. And yes. so you're leaning in and you're like, no, <laughs> you know, like, hold on. Great it really <laughs> is. It really is. Like having that thing that we obviously want that is growing dimmer, mm-hmm. like that sounds like it's miserable. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in a, in a story where it does end on the note like this one does, yeah. where you do get to those really dark places. And I, I do feel like in some ways, especially when you look at Return of the King, both as a book and as a movie, all of the really deep, deep struggle within those that story is so that we will sit through the last part to get to those endings, yeah. the those moments that are beautiful. And, yeah. you know, some people have said that that ending takes too long. And I'm like, well, we earned it. Like, <laughs> we <laughs> sat through all of that. Yes. <laughs> but even with the ring, yeah. it's interesting how the people who interact with it interact with it differently. Like, mm. you have each one... No one acts the same yeah. with it. Yeah. And I think that's key too, is that if we just saw the same thing happen over and over and over and over again, it really would. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like the fact that, I mean, it's the comparisons again, right? Like yes. characters become more real when you compare them to other characters. And yes. It highlights their differences and their similarities and the things like that and makes them feel unique and fully fleshed out. Yes. Um, yeah. When you can have them, when you can use a symbol to do that, or a concrete image or item in this case to do that, it's even stronger. Absolutely. And I think another aspect of the ring, before we Mm -hmm. move on to the next symbol, 
is the fact that it actually has a will. Mm. And it's not necessarily its own will. It's kind of the will of its maker. But it kind of has its own will too. Like it does crazy things. Like it changes size on you and it becomes heavy. And so there's elements of that that are unexpected and that then also bring like interest to what will the ring do Mm. to keep itself from being destroyed. Yeah, it's very true. It adds like another layer of complexity to it, Mm -hmm. but it's still complexity that's concrete. Yes, (laughs) which is good. (laughs) I think another really key one is the element of light and it's maybe not concrete in the same way, but I think it's used very clearly. Yeah, it's clear still, absolutely. In in many different ways to kind of highlight you know, shadow versus light Mm -hmm. and what they're fighting for is to bring the light back in a world that's becoming shadowed. Yeah. Well, and in the movie, you get that in such visual, Mm. like visceral ways, like the scenes, you know, all of the scenes with the the battles and the bad guys, they're darker, they're filmed darker, they're colored darker, darker, um, or, you know, like the film is, and I think that that has a, yeah, it has a powerful psychological effect. Yes. Um, because we're all a little afraid of the dark, right? Absolutely. So. It has kind of that added fear. And I think Helm's Deep plays into yes. that so well. Yes, for sure. And I, I don't think it was an accident. I think it was so purposeful that he decides that they are coming on sunrise on the third day. Mm-hmm. And that with the sun, mm-hmm. and, and even that shot in the film is like all vibrant sun and in fact they are blinded the orcs are blinded as they're riding down by the rising sun and i i love i love that element that is used in so many different ways the the light of ellen deal is another one that i just love where he's holding (laughs) it and and you have you know the the line, I, I think I wrote it down. Yeah. Maybe a light for you in dark places when all other lights go out. Mm-hmm. And and there's that, there's even that hope when you're going into those places because yeah. we have a lot of hope, especially in the last one, yes. like the last part, moments that are... heavy moments. Yes. I don't think they're going to make it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And especially like that moment with Shalab when it actually comes out and is used you know first by Frodo and then by Sam who picks yeah. it up I think it's so it's so powerful because when he's handed it you're just like that's nice yeah. <laughs> you're like great it's a thing and it looks so like diminished yes, right and then all of a sudden its power is released mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of true too in general with like light and hope is that sometimes we are like oh that's just that and but I think those elements in stories especially dark stories are so important that contrast is as we talked about the little glimpse of hope because I do think you can get to in a story where it just feels like you're being kicked on the ground over and over and over again yeah well as much as we want those stakes to be raised and we want to lean in and be like no if it happens too much you're right it it'll also pull the reader out you know like we'll be like okay that's enough of you yes. like, <laughs> I'm sorry I don't want to read this anymore 
<laughs> so you have to like give them, them these little the little moments, these little pockets of hope that, so that they want to see what which way it's going to go. You know, like yes. if you're just beating the, re- the audience down and like your characters down all the time, then we're not going to even believe that there's going to be a good ending at the yes. end. So we're not going to want to keep reading. Um, and if it's all just happy-go-lucky, then there's no stakes and we're not going to be interested enough to keep reading either. Like it is a balancing act. And I think you're right that that, that symbol of the light and dark serves to give us these little moments of mm-hmm. like, okay, stay with me. It's going to be good in the end. Yes. You know, like, here's a little bit of hope. Like, here's a little yes. bit of light. Um, just, just wait. Yes. And, and I think that's important. There's this one line, and it's actually my favorite of the entire series, where Sam is looking up at the stars, and he basically says, you know, there's beauty and light beyond this shadow, and it's really a passing thing. And it's one of those moments that is such a small moment. It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't even break us from where he's at. He isn't getting, uh, like, he's not hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going and having a drink or or able to even leave where he's at. And and his situation feels really dire at that point. But I just, that moment is so beautiful because it is so breaking from everything else that has gone on to that moment. Yes. Like it, it does offer a little bit of emotional yes. respite, yes. even for like for the reader, you're crying and yes. being like, yes. <laughs> it's, I think, recognizing that it doesn't take much. Yes. Like it doesn't even take a lot of pa- like page space. Yes. To just well, have a moment. Often that those moments that are, like having them be brief means more. Like they land mm-hmm. harder when it when you're not trying to over preach it or over you know. And symbols help us to do that because yes. then you can just drop the symbol in there, right. and you don't have to go on for paragraphs and paragraphs about here's what it means and yes. here's why you need hope and like yes. <laughs> don't give up. You know, like you, mm. it avoids the getting preachy thing yes. and it allows. Um, as writers for us to still have those really strong themes and still have those like powerful moments, but to keep them even more powerful by keeping them condensed. Yes. And it, as, as you said, it's not overt. It is the subtlety that I think gives it what it, what it is. And I like that, you know, mentioning about being preachy because they're actually not, telling us what it means like they're telling us what sam is feeling and what he thinks when he sees it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that i think there's a wisdom in that type of writing that i think that connects because we're connected to sam we care what's happening to him and since he's thinking and feeling that we can think and feel it too do you want to talk yeah, the healer? <laughs> so I love the Ethelis plants. And there's an entire part about this plant. Like after Frodo is um, injured. In, I think it's called King's Foil in the, in the movie. And I think at some point it's actually called it in the book as well. Mm-hmm. And it's this plant that a lot of people, especially the people of Gondor, have, and, and even the hobbits, have forgotten mm-hmm. what its use is. Mm-hmm. And that is... It has these healing properties. They just think it's a weed. (laughs) And I think, especially since Aragorn is the one who knows it, and he's from this kind of lost 
and under, I think, underestimated even kind of as a person, yeah. potentially. I think it's interesting that he's the one who knows its value. Mm-hmm. There's a line about um, oh, about the um, paying attention to, pay heed to the tales of old wives. It may well be that they alone keep in memory what it was one once needful for the wise to know. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something so, there's something so interesting about that. Yeah. So interesting about something that has gone by knowledge that has been lost, mm-hmm. and he's able to actually come in to the house, you know, houses of healing, and is able to actually help. Mm-hmm. There, there was that you know the king shall be known by by like the hands of the yeah. healer or the hands of the king, and that element of something that's been diminished not valued but that has all of these healthful properties this ability to heal that has been forgotten i don't know that always like really made me geek out (laughs) well and i think it's it's a nice mirror to so many things in the story like the the things that are diminished i mean even the habits right are like absolutely nobody thinks they can do anything or that they're that important absolutely Absolutely, the even the smallest person can change the course of the world yeah. and, and or course of the future, and that value I think of what is what is important. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's highlighted then by by symbols like that plant, yeah. by these like concrete little little images throughout the, the books. Mm-hmm. And I I love that about the hobbits that it is like I, I like that they're small in stature. I like that. Even some of their interests are kind of diminished as well. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that they like to eat and yeah. <laughs> enjoy the pipe weed. And, <laughs> and, and that's even applied to other people who enjoy the things. Like Gandalf is at one point mocked because he enjoys the, yeah. the, the leaf. And I just, I think that's kind of, I like how you said that with the mirroring of the image that's, it's a theme that's there, but it's being brought out in a kind of concrete way that then reflects back it's on the theme of the story. Way, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I also um, love the idea of the river. Like there, there's there's lots of rivers in the story, yes. but at the beginning, like Fro- uh, Frodo says that Bilbo told him that basically all roads are like a river. That um, if I can read it real quick, that. Um, it's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. You step into the onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's an, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. And I, I kind of love how rivers play a lot of really interesting parts in this story, where it does take them a they it sweeps them along. Sometimes it takes them towards rocks, but sometimes it takes them away from danger, and it it saves them there's the horses you know when yeah. it's near ribbon yeah. <laughs> it plays like nature plays a really interesting part like more broadly as well in this story but i think the river kind of plays that very specifically that the river does you know at times fight back mm. yeah that's a good point well and even a lot of the river crossings kind of serve as these doorways into new sections of the story or um, new beats in the story I think um, like as delineations maybe between what's come before and what's after it 
Yeah, I've, I hadn't really thought much about the river symbol, but I think you're right that there are a lot of them in there. And mm-hmm. it does it does add maybe this element of um, unpredictability, like yeah. highlight, highlights the unpredictability maybe of life and of the story and that you don't know when a river is going to save you and you're going to cross it and yes. into a whole new world that's going to be better or different or safe um, or when it's going to take you somewhere that you don't want to go. Yes. Well, and I think that also extends to the forest as well then <laughs> because we have so many forests yes, and trees true. and some of them want to hurt you and, and some of them are like Lorien and are that safe haven. Yeah. And I... Well, and you get the symbolism too of like the trees being cut down and yes. like being destroyed and like there is very much this contrast just as there's the contrast between light and dark yes and in in the realm of good and evil but there's also this contrast between nature and and destruction in that too and i think there's a part where um saruman is actually they say that he has like a mind of metal Mm. and that you know he used to walk among the trees but now he's cutting them down and using it for a forge and there's a lot of elements of that with kind of the the metal and the the destruction of something then to make some things that will bring more destruction yeah weapons absolutely yeah absolutely and i i love that the trees they they remember like there's that element of memory and in some ways they react to how they've been treated mm-hmm. and trees do remember yes <laughs> brian was reading some <laughs> book about how trees remember and they communicate with each other things. yeah it's crazy <laughs> but i I, cool. I love how they do that on that like literal yeah. conversation level i i love that and i I think there's so much about nature that we don't understand. Yes, understand. And I, in many ways, like this book, it's it's the one side is the love of growing things. Yes. Like the characters who are trying to stand against the shadow yeah. do in general, there's lots of symbols of growing yeah. things on that side. Even the Gondor, there's the yeah. tree. Right. Um, and I think... I think kind of that, you know, appreciation for yeah. for life well, rather than the destruction clear of it. Symbols of life and death, yes, right? Like so absolutely. something alive grows and something dead doesn't. And so you see the destruction in um, Mordor and yes. and this like nothing growing. Barrenness. Barrenness. <laughs> and versus these forests and these places where there's life and growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I even like you know, as we were talking about the differences in the trees, you have the the kind of kept and preserved nature of Lorien that that is closed off, but that has kind of this old spirit to it. And then you have like newer forests, and then you have like the old forest that remembers yeah. and that is angry, yeah. and. I, I like those elements, too, that not everything is the same. Yes. We talked before about um, the reason, like, the, the reasons behind why the scene with the <laughs> trees coming near Helm's Deep was cut from the film, like, that it wouldn't visually have the same impact. But I think story-wise and what they're trying to say, what he's trying to say 
having them physically go in and be a part of a battle. I mean, it's so weird. It's such a strange, it, it's one of those things when I like read it, I'm like, this is really cool. Like, um, I, I geeked out on it because how often do you read a story where trees are like battling, you know, they go in, but they never come out again and you don't know what happened, but it wasn't good. I think that there's there's some fun things you can do with those symbols once you're establishing them to kind of use them in those unique and unexpected ways. Well, that's another place where he's super subtle. Like he doesn't yeah. say anything like particularly about yeah. nature being amazing or us needing to protect nature or anything yes. like that. He's just using it as this story symbol and you get all that stuff out of it. Um, as a reader, you can understand it even without him being overt. Absolutely. Well, and going back to Tom Bombadil, I think it's established in that place, too. Because that theme, I think, isn't as present in the film. And I think we lose some of that because, I mean, we still do have some of those homages, but maybe not as much. much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the last one that I really was thinking about was Broken Things, Mm -hmm. um, like the sword, um, which is one of my favorite yeah. symbols <laughs> where you have the shards of narso that have been sitting there broken since the Just ring was like taken <laughs> right but i think there's an element to that yeah. i i think there's an uncertainty of even when the sword is reforged yeah. if it will hold yes. and i think that's mirrored in yeah. the character himself mm-hmm. yeah that's such a great symbol and it's mm-hmm. again so clear and yet so subtle Yes. Well, and I, it it is one of those ways that it would be so hard to, it'd be hard to have him talking about his doubt all the time in the book. Like, really, like he is honest. You have several parts of it. Um, Again, some people have complained that he is more on the, that side in the film, but I think they had to be clear about that because you, it might not translate. But I think when you see, when you see that, when you see kind of the brokenness, the even having a broken legacy that's handed to you mm-hmm. and that you have to then try to reforge, <laughs> like overcome and, yeah. and potentially, potentially like move forward from, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot that really connects to the human experience yes. and that then is kind of shown so beautifully visually yeah. in that. Yeah, that's such a great point. I mean, we all feel kind of broken sometimes, right? Or that life feels kind of broken and all that. Absolutely. And it's so, it's another one of those moments of hope where you feel yeah. like, oh, maybe my life can be reformed too. Right? Well, and it's interesting because even like swords in the Lord of the Rings have light yes, usually. Yes. And it's lost its light. There's yes. a part of it that says that, that it, it has yeah, no light. Yeah, ties back into the other symbols. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's almost kind of this, like, bringing it back almost from this barren, lifeless yes. part and, and trying to bring it kind of back, reviving it, so yeah. to speak, um, which is a beautiful mixed symbol <laughs> with that life yes. um, kind of being made anew. And I... I do think then as he takes that sword and tries it out, Mm. 
there's also some uncertainty of whether yeah. whether will it break like yeah. will it hold well and that adds stakes again right yes. like if we were sure it was gonna work then we wouldn't care so much yep. <laughs> <laughs> we lean in because there's uh, a risk yeah mm-hmm. and if he was sure mm-hmm. it was gonna work yeah and i think it's not just that other people doubt him it's that he doubts it himself yes. which i i think sometimes we forget that you can have strong characters that yes. sometimes have moments of doubt. Like, they don't even have to doubt the entire time. Sure. But when it you have... It almost makes them stronger. Like, yes. it makes them feel more real and makes their strength um, more well-earned, maybe. Yes. Well, and even that point where he goes the path of the dead, yeah. it actually... There's a lot of little mini-quests in this. And little, thankfully they do a great job in the, both the book and the film of not looking too far down the road. But the mini quest that goes to the path of the dead, there's so much there that you don't know if they will recognize him as the true king or, you know, you just, there's so much uncertainty in that moment. And the film does such a great job where he actually is like the king of the dead comes and is swooping his sword and he's holding his sword up mm-hmm. and he blocks it with his sword. It actually mm-hmm. stops it. And it's just a beautiful moment yeah. <laughs> where you're like, yay, the sword the helps. The sword works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Well, there are obviously tons of symbolism. Yes. I feel like that's one of his strengths. I mean, in addition to world building is that like, he's so good at the symbolism yes. and using it in just the right way where it's not... Yes too heavy-handed but it's still so clear and so well worked into the themes yes Um, that's steeping in meaning i think absolutely so yay go read it and then you can pull out even more symbols to tell us (laughs) what your favorites are Uh, thanks for joining us if you liked this episode we hope you would leave a review that helps other people find us and we hope you keep reading and writing and putting your voice out into the world